Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio, now on the C-Suite Network. And I am so excited today. And, you know, I'm always excited. Everybody knows I start off that way. But I truly am today because Robert Spector, who is the co-founder of RSI Consultancy and the co-author of the latest version of the Nordstrom Way to Customer Experience Excellent, creating a values-driven service culture. And I say it's the third uh, edition of it because the first edition came out in 1995. I first met Robert when he was on a book tour, and he came to St. Louis, and I bought his book. I got the book signed. I read this book probably a number of times, and only because I believe Nordstrom is not just a role model, but it's a role model for the role models to look at. And uh, th- this guy, he has all the information about one of the greatest customer-focused companies of all time. He is also the author of the very first book on Amazon called, or titled, Amazon.com Get Big Fast. So we're very lucky. And I think what's really cool is that we're going to be talking so much about great customer service and just as we are listening to the show, if you're listening to it in real time or within a few days of it coming out, next week is National Customer Service Week. And it's a week where we pay attention to service and especially the people inside our own organizations that deliver that great service because great service really does start with a culture and the values on the inside of an organization, which is a perfect segue into talking about what this book, uh, The Nordstrom Way, is about because it is all about values. So, Robert, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Thank you, Shep. It's a pleasure to be with you. And, and again, I'm honored. I am in the presence of greatness right now. I, <laughs> <laughs> I truly believe it. And uh, I'm blushing. Well, thanks. And yeah. I am holding your new book here. It's beautiful, it, it, and it's a different shape. It's almost square. I kind of like it. It's the third edition, The Nordstrom Way. And uh, I'm also very honored that you asked me to share uh, my thought on it. And, boy, I tell you what, you put me on the back cover, and uh, that, gosh, we're now connected. We're like brothers from different models. So thank <laughs> we you. are. This book is available on Amazon. Anywhere else? It's available everywhere. It's available as an ebook. Uh, you know, your local bookstore, Amazon, whoever you like to buy your books from, uh, you, you can get it. And I highly, highly recommend it. So uh, it's again the Nordstrom Way by Robert Spector and a co-author, uh, Brianne Reeves. And uh, so let's get into it. Your first book about Nordstrom, you know, the first, a lot's happened since then, and now you have this third edition. Kind of take us through uh, what the differences are and what you focused on back then and why you're focusing on values now. Sure. Well, the the original, uh, before I, I wrote the book on Nordstrom, I was uh, a correspondent for Women's Wear Daily and, and, and other trade publications. So I'd covered Nordstrom strictly as a, a journalist, and without getting into too long a story. I um, uh, I met a uh, Nordstrom uh, salesman named Pat McCarthy, who was, had been their top salesman for 15 years selling men's suits. He's since retired. And uh, we put together this book. We got the Nordstrom family, who still runs the company, even though it's a public company, to cooperate. And uh, the book came out, as you said, in 1995. And people had 
other other authors had written about Nordstrom, but nobody had the full story uh, as I saw it. I had the cooperation of the Nordstroms, interviewed all of the top executives, and really explained how Nordstrom became Nordstrom and remains Nordstrom. And we can get into that obviously uh, in the rest of this interview. Well, you know, Nordstrom is you know it's they're obviously stronghold in in a lot of cities, and retail it's a tough business. It's so competitive. I believe that they use service and experience to stay above the fray and compete against others who have uh, come and gone. So anyway, keep right. keep going. I don't want to interrupt. Yeah. I just well, did. you know, <laughs> they, that's, that's quite all right. So so in uh, so that book came out in 1995, and even though we say on this new book it's the third edition, it technically it's the fourth edition, but it's the third edition of this this format so let's you know without getting too confusing it really doesn't matter it's still called the, the Nordstrom way so in in 2005 in, you know, 10 years after the first book came out I thought wouldn't it be great to have a 10-year anniversary and I thought I would tack on a new chapter to update it well I reread the book and it was moldy and old and irrelevant it didn't mention something called the internet you may have heard about it it's been in all, all the all the papers and so I decided well let's just blow this thing up and, and start all over again. And that's what I did. New interviews, uh, new chapters, completely new. And then, uh, in, in 2012, I, I reread the previous book and the same thing. So we started all over again. And now in, uh, uh, 2017, uh, Brianne Reeves and I created this brand new book, The Nordstrom Way to Customer Service Excellence, looking at it as, as a values proposition. Because after all is said and done, what, what makes Nordstrom Nordstrom? You think after all these years, I'd have a good idea of what the Nordstrom Way is. Well, the Nordstrom Way is very simple. You have a culture of values. You attract people who share those values and you teach and coach based on those values. And that's it. But it starts with, with the culture and the values. And as you well know, Shep, if, a, if an organization doesn't have a, 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 a viable culture that helps to nurture their, their people and provide a great customer experience, their future is limited. Yeah. I, again, I emphasize all the time that the the customer experience really starts on the inside. It starts really with leadership defining what that vision is going to be. And obviously, Nordstrom's done a great job with with their values and how they treat their people, how they hire the right people, how they get people on board and in alignment with those values and the vision. And that is really uh, the start of a great experience and a great company. Right. Then, you know, everything else follows from that. So what's customer service? Customer service is having the right item at the right price uh, at the right time. You know, that's customer service. It's having uh, – if you're brick and mortar, it's an attractive store. If you're online, it's an easy-to-use website. The thing is that, that, that what Nordstrom does is they look at everything through the lens of the customer. And one of the many Nordstromisms that we have in the book is that if it's not – Helping the customer, it's not customer service. Mm, love that. I love it. That, by the way, a tweetable line, it's excellent. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it's so simple. Uh, but, you know, most organizations, you know, uh, I'm sure you, 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 you get questions like this. People ask, how, how come customer service is still 
mediocre at best. There are a few bright lights. And I, and I, my answer is because most organizations are set up to make life easier for the organization, Mm -hmm. not to make life easier for the customer. You know, it's making the trains run on time, but how does that help the customer in, in, in terms of how efficient you are in terms of being able to take care of, of, of an issue? Um, and again, most organizations want to make life smooth for them without, and, and then, you know, this, this customer, these customers, these pesky people who we have to deal with, let's, you know, kind of get, get through that. But what makes Nordstrom, Nordstrom and Amazon, Amazon is that they look at everything. Does it help the customer? Yep. And I think that's one of, if, if it, if, if you make a decision, and I, I believe that there's some decisions that you're going to make that are important for the company that might not be well loved by the customer, but sometimes they have to be made. For example, you know what? We've got to increase our prices. If we don't increase our prices, and I know that's not going to make the customer happy, but if we don't do it, then we can't afford to keep as many people on the floor taking care of the customers now, which is going to be worse. You know, uh, right. you, stumped, you sometimes still have to make a decision, but I think what you're saying is that every decision that is made is taking the customer into account. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, that's that's how you stay in business. Without without those customers, you may as well, you know, close up and, and, and go home. Right. So hey, let's talk about your, your co-author, uh, Brianne uh, Reeves. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we talked briefly about her just before we came on and started the interview, but I think the audience would probably like to know how you connect with her and what her role in the book is. And then I want to move into you know what how how you arrived at some of these values and and talk about them. Uh, but we'll see how. Yeah, I, I think sure. I first want to learn a little bit more about your partner. Sure. Well, uh, uh, starting off, and I, uh, Brian designed the cover of this of uh, of this book. Um, you know, keeping it very very simple and very very clean, looking a little bit like a, a Nordstrom shopping bag. Mm-hmm. And so the uh, I, uh, she and I have been uh, in partnership for almost ten years. My wife introduced me to her. Uh, you know, back, back maybe 11 years ago or so. And, uh, she's had a lot of experience in, in, in sales, a lot of experience in the software business, but is also incredibly intuitive and understands what people are looking for sometimes even before they realize that they're looking for it. So the whole idea of creating this brand new book based on values was her I, I, idea. And because it goes beyond just practices, practices and strategies change depend on market conditions. Values are the foundation that keep a an, an organization viable, both for the present and and for the for the future. So the 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 vision of this book is is hers, and together we were able to. Uh, put this book together and uh, and the uh, the results is uh, what you're holding in your hand and I hope all, all of your listeners will ultimately be holding it in their hands whether in a book or uh, on on their uh, uh, device yep because uh, it's available as an ebook and <laughs> and again the book is titled the Nordstrom way to customer experience excellence you can get it everywhere that books are sold then I would suggest uh, do not pass go or collect two hundred dollars until you actually go out right after you listen to this interview and get that. We're going to take a real short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what some of those values are that are represented uh, in the Nordstrom way. I think you're going to love this great insight that can be applied to just about any organization. So don't go away. We'll be right back. 
If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information. All you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the shepherd letter form, and each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Robert Spector, author of the Nordstrom Way, and there's a number of values that are represented in the book, and let's just, we don't need to go through all of them, but let's talk about some of the most important ones, and and I'll let you take it from here, because I'm looking at the table of contents, go, where do I want to start? But let's start with number one, because I think that one is so important, and that is the value of trust. Right. Well, uh, that that's why it's number one. Um, you know, all these 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 chapters are uh, in the order in which they are for a specific reason. So trust, uh, trust, as you know, Shep, is, is is the basis of all relationships, whether it's business or personal. And so Nordstrom wants to establish that trust with their employees, obviously with customers, with partners, with vendors. So how does Nordstrom uh, illustrate this trust? So you, you, you've you been hired at Nordstrom. You come to uh, employee orientation, and in addition to several other uh, bits of paper and materials you get, you get uh, the Nordstrom Employee Handbook. And the Nordstrom Employee Handbook is a five-by-seven card, which says on one side, essentially, welcome to Nordstrom. We're glad to have you with our uh, company. Uh, we have only one rule. You flip the card over. It says use good judgment in all situations. That's the only rule. Use good judgment in all situations. So if I think that you have judgment, what what other uh, measure of trust do you need? That I've hired you, you know, as one Nordstrom executive said to me, we, you know, I tell people you're not uh, you're not good because you're at Nordstrom. You are at Nordstrom because you're good. And so, you, you know, you, you give most people, you know, you and I you know, both do similar things that we you know, work with, with with companies. And, so, and we have uh, breakout sessions and, and I do that in my talks and where people <clears throat> brainstorm on different ideas. And when I see people who are, are on the front lines giving telling people how they can do their job better. So I, I, I come away with three immutable truths. One is that most people want to do a good job, mm-hmm. right? Right. Most, most people want to feel a part of something bigger than themselves. Yep. And third part is up. It's up to management to make those things happen. And if management it, it, it says, okay, that customer service thing is for you people in the front lines. It has nothing to do with us. Then any kind of breakout sessions or anything else is a totally empty exercise. Right. But when the when a manager is right there, one more backside sitting in the seats, uh, participating, that's powerful. Yep. So again, most people want to do a good job. Most people want to feel a part of something bigger than themselves, and it's up to management to make that happen. You know, in, in a case of that's point, trust. Yeah, I work with a client, and uh, the president of the company hired me to speak to seven. Uh, I guess regional, he's in a region, so there's seven locations that he had. 
and we did a road show. And actually, it was one of my trainers went out and delivered the content. And it was so impressive. He was there for the first one, the second, the third, all the way through number seven. He was there the entire day. It was a full-day training. Admittedly, he sat in the back. He multitasked, if you want to call it that, by checking his emails and doing whatever. But every one of his employees saw him sitting in the back, right. uh, recognizing this guy's taking a day out to be with us. And, uh, wow, and he did it seven times. I think that speaks volumes, and I think that's part of what you're talking about. Absolutely. You know, uh, you know the, the, the front-line people have to be in, in the game. And one of the, 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 the many things that I admire about Nordstrom, and uh, you know, they, they have what they call their structure is an inverted pyramid. Right, and I saw you, that in you, the book. You, yeah. Right, right. You've probably, so, so, you know, imagine a pyramid uh, flipping on its head. At the very top of the broadest part are the customers. Next come the, uh, the salespeople, followed by buyers and managers, etc., all the way down to the lowly board of directors. Mm. So all those people below the customer, below the salespeople are there to support them. And in the Nordstrom culture, and, and one, one of the values that, I, uh, that we write about is humility. So when you're a, an executive at Nordstrom and you are, you are, you, you've been promoted, in their vernacular, they say, I'm moving down the pyramid. I'm moving down the pyramid. Uh, I love not, that. You, you know, yeah. and, 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 and if you're a manager, you don't say, those people work for me. I, it, what, what they say is, I'm here to support those people to help them make, do their job better. So that's the humility. That's the, the trust. It's being real. And it's it's not a you experience, you know. It, you know, it, it's an it's an us experience, and that's those are the people who succeed at Nordstrom or anywhere else when they're there as a coach, as a mentor, as an example of how to do a good job. Wow, that's and, why this yeah. is all about values. Yeah, and I got to tell you, the pre- people that that are, uh, I go to Nordstrom, I buy quite a bit. I feel really good about doing business with them. I think they got great product. They've got a great uh, policy of, of, you know, customer-focused policy on returns if there's issues, which I think one of the reasons is people like me, they, they have no problem taking something back because I do it so seldom. So when I do, there's an obvious, really, a real reason. But I, I've got to ask you a question. I thought about it as you were going through this because I don't know if I read about it in your first book or heard you talk about it, but at some point uh, somebody asked one of the Nordstroms, how do you hire such great people and train them to do such a great job. You train, how do you do that training? And there was a great answer. And I don't know if it came from you, but I bet you yes, know the answer. Right, right. Well, uh, I had asked Bruce Nordstrom, who okay. was the third generation. His three sons are running in now. Now, Nordstrom does very little in the way of training. I mean, they'll teach you how to operate, uh, you know, the uh, uh, terminal for transactions and you, you learn about the merchandise. But in terms of, of training, they, they, they do very little. So I once asked Bruce, the patriarch of the company, well, if you don't train your people, who does? And his answer was their parents. Yeah, that's what I love or, that or, answer. Or, so or, I did or, learn or, that from you. 
Right, or, or your grandparents, whoever raised you, whoever gave you values, mm-hmm. you know, that's who taught you. You know, you know, Jim Jim Collins, you know, author of Good to Great and many other you know, fine books, said people ask me, how do you get people to share your core values? And he said the answer is you don't. You don't. You don't try and convince people to share your core values. You want to attract people who already share your core values. If right. people don't buy into your values, you can't change them. It's like going into a marriage and saying, well, once we get married, I'm going to change that guy. Yeah. yeah. We know how, how that, that works out. That's we know right, the end right. of most of those stories. <laughs> that's right. People are who they are. So, you know, rather than than, than try and, and take somebody who, who doesn't buy into it, and you know, you, you, you find those, those people who do. Do you score 100% every time? Well, no. You don't score 100% every time in anything. But it's 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 making that effort, finding those people, motivating, not motivating them because people I think need to be self motivated. And in Nordstrom, uh, because all salespeople are on commission, they all get an hourly wage. They're employees, but they're empowered to create their own business, to be an entrepreneur within an within within a, a company. And one other thing I wanted to mention about trust, which you had brought up in terms of returns. So if I'm a, uh, a salesman and I, I'm, I'm selling you suits and I see Shep Hyken coming into my department and you know, am I going to sell you the, the, the most expensive thing, the, 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 the cutting edge fashion? Because I think, A, you know, it'll be, you know, I, I can, you know, I'm working with that vendor and I'll sell more stuff and it's a big ticket item. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that for you because I want you to trust me because I know that if you don't like it, you're going to return it. So what's the point? So let's build up a trust that when you want to come in for a suit or for a present for somebody else, you're going to come to me because you trust me. Right. And if we, if we don't have that trust, the game is over. You know, and, and I, from the very first time I went into Nordstrom and I met somebody and I had the experience and they uh, sent me a nice thank you note and I said, I have my new person. I went back and they said they'd call me when the special sales or the new merchandise mm-hmm. or whatever comes in. And then that person left. I was like really devastated. And I got to tell him, the gal that I work with now, her name's Maddie, Madison Gelber in St. Louis at the Nordstrom store in Richmond Heights, uh, right off Brentwood mm-hmm. Highway 40. She calls me and says, I've got a new suit. I know you're looking for that black suit. This one might be it. And I'll show up, and it's waiting for me. And she does that. When the sale comes around, she says, I've got some items on sale you're absolutely going to want to have. I come in there, and you know what? She's not 100% accurate all the time, but I always appreciate the effort. And you know what? I'm a good customer. At least I think I am because I I do buy quite a bit, and I I do trust her. And she just takes Mm -hmm. such great care of me. And you know what else she does? She's, She's gotten to know me. She knows right. what I like and what I dislike and my taste, et cetera. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, there's a really important value. It's innovation and adaptation. And I know briefly before we started the interview, you started to tell me some things about this. I said, hold off. This is a big one. Let's talk about it on the show. So this one's huge. So everybody, don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio. We'll be right back. Chef Hiking here. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.shepondemand.com. 
ShepOnDemand.com. Once again, that's ShepOnDemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Network. Robert Spector, the man, the myth, the legend, and the co-author <laughs> of, I just had to say it, The Nordstrom Way. So we're going to talk about uh, innovation and adaptation. And uh, Nordstrom, believe it or not, is going way beyond being just the big store at the end of a mall. Uh, tell us about what's going on in the world of Nordstrom with innovation and how they're adapting to an ever-changing retail environment. Well, you know, Nordstrom is 116 years old, Chip. 116 years old. So, so they've survived a couple of world wars, the Great Depression, several recessions, and they're in the fashion business, which by nature is uh, is is fickle and ever ever changing. And now we're in a world of Amazon.com, and the Amazon is based in here in Seattle as well. So the Amazon headquarters and the Nordstrom headquarters are about Oh, six or seven blocks apart. Mm. So, uh, you know, Nordstrom is has always been very conscious of of Amazon and what they're what they're doing. They, they've always looked at what what's next. So, Nordstrom was originally just a shoe store. They were a shoe store for the first sixty seven years of their existence, and then they decided to get into apparel. And we think of Nordstrom as you mentioned that big uh, store of anchor at the shopping mall. Well, those kinds of stores, which Nordstrom calls their full-line stores, accounts for only 51% of their business. Really? Yes. Uh, you know, they, they do $15 billion in sales. Only half of that comes from those stores. The rest comes from the Nordstrom Rack, which is a hugely successful business. Again, another – it started out as as almost a uh, throwaway idea as a clearance place, and now it's a huge – part of their business and the rest comes from online and uh, direct sales. And so they're constantly looking at at what's what's next, what can we do? The store of the of the present, the store of the future, the brick and mortar is digitized. So Nordstrom is a truly omni-channel retailer as Amazon is becoming and you see companies like Warby Parker going into brick and mortar because brick and mortar will always be important. I've written a whole lot about retail. I wrote a book called The Mom and Pop Store about my own experience working in my parents' butcher shop. Uh, people, retail is where the economic order and the social order meet. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and, and most people, even though they may buy online, still want to validate their purchase by going into a store. So what's Nordstrom doing now that's that's uh, interesting? So they have a, uh, uh, a feature called Reserve and Try. So you go online, you do your shopping as you would normally. You have your shopping cart of different items that you want at, at Nordstrom.com. And then you get an email or a text saying those items are now available at the closest Nordstrom store near you. You go to the store, uh, and then there's an area set aside for you. There's a dressing room with all those items in there. You go in there, you try them on, and then whatever transaction you need to make, uh, exchanges, buying something extra, etc. You don't even have to deal with a salesperson if you don't want to. So is that a brick-and-mortar sale, or is that an online sale? Well, it's a sale because mm-hmm. – Nordstrom is, says that they're channel agnostic, channel agnostic. They don't have a 
channel strategy, they have a customer strategy because customers don't think in terms of channels. They think in terms of what is going to be most convenient for me. So that's one of the many things that they do in order to make life easier for the, for the customer. Cause as you know, convenience and time are so important to today's consumers. So when a, when a customer comes into a Nordstrom store, the best question that a salesperson can ask is how much time do you have? Yeah, I love that. That's a great because yeah, that just helps. It's not just what can I help you find and you know how much time. So I want to go back to this concept of of you know going into the store and having your items waiting for you. Obviously, the, you don't have to deal with the salesperson until it's time to actually check out. Um, right. But uh, my question is, does somebody not interact with the customer? Is that part of the strategy? Well, that's that's your choice. Mm. You know, so if if you want to, if you need some help, you know, if you you go through the regular transaction, there are some people who don't want to deal with salespeople. I have a thirty-year-old daughter. She would rather just do everything uh, on her own. And if I need your help, I'll ask you for it. Uh, and so you need to cater to people like that. Again, it's giving the customer the choice. It's it, so, so, so the customer is in charge. Mm. However you want to buy from us, we will make it as easy for you as possible. It's a very simple concept, but it's very difficult to do because companies are always making it more complicated than it needs to be. Uh, you know, one of the other new concepts that Nordstrom is testing is a, and it's opening up on October 3rd in West Hollywood, California. It's something called Nordstrom Local. Yep, I read about and, this. Right, it's it's it, it's 3,000 square feet. You know, the typical Nordstrom store is 150,000 to 200,000 square feet. So it's only 3,000 square feet. There is no merchandise in the store. No merchandise. No merchandise in the store, but there are. Um, Style, personal stylists there who are equipped with a digital style board so they can create personalized fashion recommendations uh, that you can view on your phone or you can purchase through Nordstrom.com. Uh, if you uh, certain purchases, uh, if you uh, deliver, if you order before 2 p.m., they'll get it to you that same day. There's also uh, you can get a manicure there. You can get alterations. Um, you can uh, have some beer and wine or some juice. And um, uh, so people think well, you can have a store with no merchandise. What, what does that mean? So if you – so Norton is thinking if you don't want to go into the big store, if you just want something really convenient, comfortable – try this. Yep. So don't have to fight it, the it, parking lot traffic. Uh, don't have to exactly. fight the mall traffic. And right, so right. that that's a, I mean, because the first thing that went through my mind when you were explaining or, 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 and describing this is why couldn't I just go to the store and have the stylist help me there? But now it, I get it. I don't have time to go to the big mall and deal with the traffic and the everything. And, and this is sounds to be like a less, uh, more of a hassle-free. And it's kind of like a a hybrid of online uh, with sales associate help, um, but not having to actually go into the store. Right. It, again, you know, it's it, it's one more choice. You know, again, it, it's a test. Maybe it'll work. Maybe 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 they'll have a hundred of them. Uh, you know, maybe it, it won't work. I have a feeling that it's going to. Even if it doesn't work, think of how much information and feedback they're going to get. 
in order to make the next thing even better. You know, I, in the in in our in our book, the the Nordstrom way, I, I, I one of the many interviews I did was with a gentleman named Givy. That's G E. E-V-Y, Thomas, who's been in Nordstrom, at Nordstrom for 35 years. Most recently, he was president of the RAC, and he oversaw that entire uh, expansion of the RAC. And so, uh, so he's now the chief innovation officer. And he said, our future is going to allow us to leverage our history but not be held prisoner by it. And he said he's guided by this one overarching question. How do you leverage the newest technology to make retail more relevant more fun and more connected from a social perspective. That's what Nordstrom is thinking about. I love it. And and I know we're going to have to wrap up here in a minute, but I did read something that was pretty cool. Uh, when Nordstrom started moving into the online world, or at least became more obvious that they were, there was the question is, is this going to, you know, the online, how do you interact with the customer? Is this going to erode the Nordstrom experience? And I actually decided to jump in with a comment, and I basically said this. How I doubt that Nordstrom would get into anything that would ever erode the customer experience because the customer experience is everything that Nordstrom is about. So with that in mind, the one thing question, here it is. What one thing do you want to emphasize or do you have something new you'd like to share with us that you want this audience to remember today? What would that be? Well, it's it's very simple. So this is a, a book about values. And if you want to instill a culture of, of employee focus and customer focus, you have to identify your values and then hire and attract and, t- and coach people to those values. That's how you become the Nordstrom of your industry. Love it. And you have to, and you have to, you have to emphasize that every single day. Yeah, there's it's it's not a part time deal. It's all the time. Never let up. You got to stay focused on it. And you are amazing, Robert. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. You've given us some amazing insight into Nordstrom. The book again is called The Nordstrom Way to Customer Experience Excellent. Available excellence available everywhere. Robert, thanks so much for being on the show, man. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it, and really. The op- I, I really do feel like I'm talking to a legend. I met you back in the 90s. You know, and I've been in my business for about a dozen years or so, but I mm-hmm. thought this guy, he nailed it with this book. I mean, it's so good. And this newest book is even better than that one. So uh, thank you again for sharing your wisdom. Thank you, Chef. It was a great pleasure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's another great episode of Amazing Business Radio. Until next time, remember, always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.